Hello and welcome to the Rockabye Mama Baby and Toddler Sleep Podcast. I am so excited to be kicking off season three. If you're new here, welcome. Whether you just happened across this podcast or whether you've been following me on social media, I'm so happy you're here. It is my mission truly to educate you on baby and toddler sleep. Because here's the thing, it's not a one size fits all approach. It's not. Every family dynamic is different. Every parent has a different parenting philosophy. Every child has a different temperament. And so there is no generic, here you go, here's how to make your child sleep. It's a combination of so many different pieces to this big puzzle. And so here at Rockabye Mama, it's really my goal to educate you so that you feel empowered to make the choices that are right for your family. So let's dive right into this first episode of season three, and that is the three factors that impact your child's sleep. The first factor is, drum roll, a full belly. Your child cannot fall asleep. Well, they can. They can fall asleep if they're hungry, but they're not likely to stay asleep for long. And I'm sure you don't want your child to fall asleep hungry. So the first foundational piece is making sure your child is nice and full and satisfied. Now that's going to look different depending on how old your child is and whether they are breastfed or formula fed or if they're on solids. So let's kind of go through each of those pieces so that you can make a game plan. If your child is breastfed, you might um, be feeding on demand, or maybe you know that your child eats at certain intervals. If you're ever concerned about whether your child is getting enough milk with a feeding session, you can always reach out to a lactation consultant to help you determine whether or not your child is getting everything they need. Now, even some pediatricians will do this, but Either a pediatrician or a lactation consultant can do a weighted feed. Um, That's if your lactation consultant is, if you're seeing them in person. There are some that do virtual visits, so that won't be an option there. But essentially, you'll weigh your baby before and then weigh them after a feeding session and see how much they're intaking. Of course, you can also look at the output. If your child is having a certain amount of wet diapers and 30 diapers a day, then you should feel good that they are getting everything they need. I'm not a lactation consultant, so you will want to do a little more research on that. If you're formula feeding, you'll want to follow the guidelines of what your pediatrician has said they should be eating for their age and weight. Um, So as long as you are doing everything you can to make sure they are awake when they're eating, I think that's the tricky part, is you might be offering them those feedings, but they keep falling asleep. So do everything you can to keep your baby awake, because that's going to make a huge difference overnight, because they've already gotten calories during the day. If you have a toddler, trust me, I know this, toddlers can be super picky when they eat. So just aim to offer your child different foods throughout the day so that when it's time for bed, you feel good knowing, okay, they've eaten a good amount of food. 
One thing you can also do for toddlers is offer a bedtime snack. So right before bed, give them some kind of food to fill up their tummy a little more and keep them satisfied. Um, I think it really depends on your parenting style and what you um, want your child to eat and what you don't want your child to eat. Personally, I feed my daughter yogurt before bed um, because I know it has some some fat in it to kind of keep her a little more satisfied with that protein. But it's up to you because it does have sugar in it. So um, just depending on what you believe and how you want to feed your child, feed them something you feel comfortable with right before bed. And then of course, brush your teeth. Now, I do want to add this caveat. If you have a newborn, so your baby is zero to four months old, it's very likely that they'll still need to eat overnight. So please know that that is normal. If your baby is waking up overnight to eat, that's okay. That doesn't mean anything is wrong with them. Some babies will also need to continue having a night feed until they're eight to 12 months old, and that's okay. If you know in your mother gut that your child needs to eat, feed them. Or if you want them to eat, feed them. Um, when I was a new mom, I, my daughter, oof, man, my breastfeeding journey was a struggle. And so when I was breastfeeding her, I never felt comfortable not feeding her at night. When she woke up in the middle of the night, I assumed she was hungry because I didn't feel like my body was really doing its job. Even when I switched over to formula eventually, once my body stopped producing milk and I switched to exclusively formula, I felt guilty for months because my daughter had been dropping on her um, growth scale as far as her weight. And so I felt guilty. And so of course I was like, fine, I'm gonna feed her overnight because she must be hungry and I don't want her to continue dropping in weight. Her pediatrician never really um, was concerned, but as a mom, I was. So if you feel like your child needs to eat, go for it. However, on the other hand, if you know or you feel like your child does not need to eat, maybe they just have a lot of squishy squishiness and you know that they're fine and the pediatrician has said they're fine and maybe even your pediatrician has said, hey, it's time to stop feeding overnight for whatever reason, whatever their age, then you can go ahead and start doing that. Some babies will get into the habit of eating overnight. And in some cases, they will not eat calories during the day because their body knows they're going to get it at night, if that makes sense. It's kind of like if you know that every night at 3 a.m. you're going to wake up and go eat a bowl of cereal, then you might not take a full meal at dinner because your body has just grown used to it. So that's always a possibility, but as a rule of thumb, feed your baby if you think that they're hungry. Now, the second thing, the second factor that can impact your child's sleep is their emotional cup. So the first one was their physical belly. Now we're talking about their emotional side. And here's, I kind of want to paint this picture for you. I want you to imagine that you are in a relationship Maybe you're married, maybe you have a significant other, maybe you're just parenting with a friend or whatever that looks like. And every day 
And honestly, you know what? This doesn't even have to apply to parents. I just want you to imagine you're in a relationship with someone and every day when they come home from work and you're at home, they get on their phone and they spend hours scrolling social media, texting other people, um, watching TV. You go about your evening. Maybe you'll have a very small conversation while you're eating dinner, but it's nothing really too significant. And then it's time for bed and you say, okay, I'm going to bed. And your significant other or partner or whoever says, okay, good night. And so you go to the room and you go to bed. And imagine this happens night after night, after night, after night. I would bet that that relationship is not as strong as it could be and it might not be as deep as it could be, and it might not last as long as it could. Now, I'm not saying anything's wrong with those activities, okay? Because I know some people just need a little break, and sometimes scrolling or watching TV is mindless, and it's a way to check out. I'm not bashing that. Trust me, I do that myself. What I do want to illustrate is that if you're not emotionally engaged with any relationship you're in, it's hard to maintain that. Now, from a parent-child or a caregiver-child perspective, it's a little different, right? It's not like that relationship's going to end, but children need to feel safe and secure and loved before they feel comfortable enough to go to sleep at night. And one of the best ways you can do that is by being present with your child for 20 minutes in the evening when you get home from work. Put your phone away and just spend 20 minutes with your child uninterrupted. Talk to them, play with them, make them laugh, especially right before bed. Make your child laugh and play, tickle them, have some rough play. That's okay. That's going to help them. I'm speaking a little bit from experience on this because I grew up so terrified of being alone as a child. Um, and I, no fault to my parents. I love them. I'm so grateful for everything. But I often think, how different would it have been if I didn't feel scared and alone and lonely? How more, how much more comfortable would I have been sleeping on my own instead of sneaking into my sister's room and sleeping on her floor in the middle of the night because I was too scared to be alone? You want your child to be confident and comfortable being alone. But in order to get them there, you have to pour into them. So 20 minutes a day is all I would say your child needs to start and see what kind of difference that makes. As your child grows, now I don't really think babies do this, but as your child grows into toddler, Sometimes they wake up in the middle of the night and they'll stay up for a long time because they get your attention. Now, they're not doing it manipulatively. They're doing it just because they're waking up naturally and now they're getting to spend time with you and it's something they enjoy. So in order to prevent that, we want to just make sure their emotional cup is filled. The third factor that can impact your child's sleep is that they have adequate sleep pressure built up. If your child takes a three hour nap, they're probably not going to be ready for sleep 30 minutes later. 
just not going to happen. Your child needs to have enough sleep pressure in order for them to fall asleep and in order for them to stay asleep. Now, if you have no idea where to start on sleep pressure, I recommend going and looking on my blog about wake windows. I have information about wake windows on my blog, on my podcast, and on my Instagram, because this is a powerful tool. When you follow your child's wake windows, this isn't something that you have to stress about or let it consume you, but when you follow your child's age-appropriate wake windows, you're ensuring that they have enough sleep pressure built up so that they can fall asleep and stay asleep throughout the night. In summary, sleep pressure, I want you to think about it kind of like, okay, this is just the first thing that popped in my mind, and since most of you are mothers who are listening to this, I know you can relate. I want you to think about this as your bladder, okay? When you have enough pressure on your bladder, um, whether it's because it's getting full or somebody plopped on it, you have to go to the bathroom. And if you don't have enough liquid in your bladder to go to the bathroom, you just won't need to, okay? So it's the same with children. (laughs) I know that's a little bit of a stretch, but it's the same with your child. If they don't have enough sleep pressure built up, they're not going to go to sleep. Or if they do go to sleep, they are likely not to stay asleep for a very long time because they're just not tired. So it's so important that they have an adequate amount of sleep pressure, but not too, too much because taking it back to your bladder, if you have too much pressure in your bladder, you have, it's filled to the max, any slight thing will make it burst. And it's kind of the same with your child. If they have too much sleep pressure, they likely won't go to sleep well. They likely will wake up more often. So you want to find that fine, nice balance. So there you have it. The three factors that can impact your child's sleep. Number one, you want to make sure that your child is nice and full and satisfied. Number two, you want to make sure emotionally they have been poured into, even if it's just for 20 minutes a day. And number three, you want to make sure that their sleep pressure is built up adequately. I am so excited to be back for season three, sharing more tips and strategies with you. I also want you to know that this season, I want to focus more, a little more on you as a a parent. I want to pour into you too. So I encourage you as you're listening to these podcasts to do it at a time that feels good for you, whether that's going on a walk around your block whether that is washing your dishes or whether that is just relaxing or driving in your car or whatever in the middle of the night when you're pumping. These episodes are designed to be very short so that you can digest them in a quick sitting because I know that you don't have a ton of time to sit and listen for hours and hours. So I try to keep it very, very to the point for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. so excited to be back. Thank you for being here. I'll chat with you soon. Sweet dreams, y'all.